fight me. Bring it on. <laughs> of course, that would be your response. You are never one to back down from a good fight that I know of. Anyway. A good fight. That's the key word. A it's, good if fight. If it's not good, I'm like, no way, dude. It's not even worth it. <laughs> yeah. So the, the name of this episode is going to be called simply Fight Me. And the whole premise that we're coming at or coming from is the, the idea that fighting is healthy. It can be healthy. It can be really positive for the married couple that fights well, that mm -hmm. knows kind of the ground rules. They know for, how to punch their husband in the face. <laughs> knows how to throw a sandwich, <laughs> hurl a sandwich across the room. <laughs> no, we got, there are some ground rules to healthy fighting. There's some, there's, the Bible has a lot to say about conflict, mm. about reconciliation, about you know making wrong things right, and how conversation is the way that we do that. So we're going to talk through that. We're going to we're going to share uh, some of our own experience. We're going to share uh, some share ideas. your experience. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. It's good we finally talk about this for you. <laughs> okay. You've gotten beaten too much, probably. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, well... So why is this topic coming up? Okay, this is the day before. This will come out the day before Christmas. <laughs> so we're trying to make it relevant all year round. Maybe you're not like us where holidays bring about the fight inside of you because there's oh, so do. much uh, yeah. just tension. Yeah, <laughs> Lots but of people. There, we will, I think we, we can and will connect this into Christmas. Yeah. But fear not. This is not a Christmas podcast episode. <laughs> so if you're listening some other time during the year, <laughs> it's it okay. should still be helpful. Yes. So I think the tendency that we see, um, just a quick, quick interview or what is it? What's overview. the word? Intro overview. <laughs> interview. <laughs> uh, anyway, the quick overview of kind of the problem is that we see a lot of couples that, uh, they, they have a tendency to approach hard things mm -hmm. and not deal with them well. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like is they either, it's just a, a bowl in the china cabinet mm -hmm. and they, you know, it's all, it's scorched earth. It creates all this disunity. It creates anger, mm -hmm. hurt, frustration, hopelessness, or they distract themselves. Like they have a big, a big fight. And we're not just talking about bickering. We're talking about fights of substance, mm -hmm. which we'll get into exactly what that means. And they, they, they'll distract themselves or they'll just kind of brush it under the, or sweep it under the carpet. Mm -hmm. Or go all frozen, rug. right? Just cold. Yeah, or, or they'll just freeze over <laughs> and just, yeah. And so uh, we're hopefully going to present some ways, tangible ways through that. Um, we're going to talk about what it actually means to fight, why it's important. But then we're going to give you four ground rules. Okay. So four ground rules for healthy conflict. Mm -hmm. So um, that's that's coming up. First, as always, uh, we just want to ask you guys if you've enjoyed this podcast, if we've helped you, uh, just let us know through mm -hmm. leaving a comment on uh, iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use. But go ahead and leave a rating. Uh, if you have the time, leave a review. A rating takes like three seconds. A review probably takes like 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah. So five-star review takes like one second. <laughs> it's just the fastest. But please do that because that helps get the word out. Um, that's kind of the currency that the internet operates on is reviews and ratings and those sorts of things. Secondly, um, if you feel compelled, this is the end of the year, we're starting a new year. If you feel compelled to partner with, with us in the coming year, we would love to do that. First, we just ask that you pray about it because we're just hoping to be uh, on mission with you. It's not just about money. It's about being on mission. It's about supporting this mission going forward. Yeah. So if, just pray about it. If God prompts you, then go ahead and jump on board. Just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. We do have some gifts there for, for patrons that jump on board, but don't do it for that. Do it because you want to be on mission with us. $2 a month on up. Anything helps. That keeps us ad free. It keeps us from being beholden to advertisers or, and it, and it just makes sure that the mission is pure and we like it that way. Mm -hmm. it keeps things simpler too for us. Uh, finally, if you have any questions, we do a question just about once a week uh, in our quick or fierce Q&A. We don't know what it's called yet. <laughs> One day we'll make a decision. <laughs> but you can leave a question at fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's a button there, and there's also a phone number that you can text in or call 971-333-1120. And this is an, a bonus 
All right, so we have a mm. bonus housekeeping item. We have a new book coming out in May. Uh, it is called See Through Marriage. It's all about transparency. Mm-hmm. It's all about being known and, and still loved, like fully known, fully loved, first by God, by each other. Know what, all, what all that means to know yourself in light of who God is and know yourself in light of who your spouse is. We talk about all that in this book. If you want to be part of that launch team, we want you to be part of that launch team. Mm-hmm. And the way you sign up for that is very simple. Just go to seethroughbook.com. All one word, seethroughbook.com. There's just a simple form there. You can give us your name and your email address, and we will put you on that list. And when the time comes, we will uh, call you into action through reading the book early, uh, reviewing it early, writing an awesome review on Amazon, Mm -hmm. namely, (laughs) and uh, being a part of that that excitement when that book launches. So anyway, there you go. Awesome. Sounds good. Mm. I've been liking the the fierce quick Q&A. Wait, both words? Fierce, quick, I don't know. Q&A? I just want to say it and see how it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's too many words. It's too many it's words. It's got to be fierce Q&A. I like the quick Q&A. I think that's... I do too. I think we're getting positive re- okay. feedback okay. on that one that's as good. well. That's good. Yeah. No, I, I like this. You came, you came up with this uh, episode today. It was kind of stern in your heart. And I think mm-hmm. the more we read through scripture about conflict, I feel like the more just in the, the way that scripture does, it kind of lifts your thinking and lifts your thoughts your thoughts around this topic and issue and bringing kind of a, a more of a, the eternal perspective uh, and which really helps the here and now, I guess, if that right. makes sense. Right. Because you're, you're, you're seeing the, the Lord just, you know, illuminates <laughs> life. I feel well, like. Cause we can tend to know, we know this stuff kind of in our guts cause we've been reading God's word long enough. We've been right. talking about this stuff long enough, but when you go to God's word and say, okay, what is it? And you remind your heart what it actually says right. that does lift it lifts your spirit, it lifts yeah. your heart, it lifts your thinking. And the Holy Spirit just ministers, I feel like, and counsels your heart at a deeper level. Right. Um, and has just given, I don't know, it's just given us some perspective. Because his words are alive and active, yeah. they're sharper than a double-edged sword. <laughs> there they, you go. They cut us to the heart and yeah. they get to the core of the issue. So the the premise of Fight Me, okay, I was, we were driving home from community group and I was thinking, one of the guys, we were talking through how uh, they had been you know, they had been going through a conflict and, and, and how they were just, uh, they were actually, him and his wife were fighting and not how fighting he, physically, no, just, no, yeah. just, okay, we'll talk about just, yeah. yeah. We're, all of this is obviously not physical, but I just want to make that clarity. And the whole point of it was the whole point of it was that, that they didn't back down. They worked through it and they got through it. And mm. it's like, that's what I thought through is like, man, we just have, like, when you hear someone say, fight me, fight me over it. Like, we have a disagreement. Okay, fight me. Meet me out in the playground. <laughs> Meet me at the flagpole <laughs> at 3 p.m. And we're going to throw down. Uh, it's so you can resolve a conflict. Even back in, like, old-timey, like, in old times, right? You would fight and you'd get it out of your system and then you're good, right? <laughs> and we're not talking about physical conflict, but there's something to be said for pushing through, right? right? We, always, we often say that anger... Or hate is not the opposite of love, but apathy is the opposite of love. And when that call to fight me is, hey, don't be apathetic about mm-hmm. this. I want to work through this with mm. you. I want to grapple with this hard thing, and I want to get through it with you. Right. I don't want to just fight forever. We can't do that. It's exhausting. I want to get through it with you. I want to work through to the other side. And, well, and yeah, I think there's something to be said, too, about knowing how to fight well. Because uh, for me, I think... In my past, I've just wanted to do everything to avoid conflict. So I try to like just right. do everything, you just know, peacekeeping, peacekeeping yeah. maintaining, enabling, you know, whatever, just <laughs> trying, just trying to keep, I don't want to deal with conflict, but why did wow. I not want to deal with conflict? Because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to, in a healthy way. And I still am learning. Mm. I'm still learning. Cause I'm a very like hot person when I get mad, <laughs> when I get truly mad, um, but I think that was really God's continually re- like sanctifying my heart, right? In mm. that way, in my mind of you can fight and you can fight well. You don't have to. I mean, you're always saying like you can say things like when we're disciplining our children, like you don't have to get to level 10. You can say things. The words that you mean can have um, like power behind them. And so mm-hmm. you don't have to like be all emotional and expressive about them. You can yeah. be intentional about how you deal with the situation. I think that's a really good way to look at it. There's wisdom and I just and, didn't know it and I wasn't taught it and I was not assured in it. So it's hard to 
want to fight, right? <laughs> well, you said the word enabling, which depending on your predisposition as a husband or a wife, you may think it's more loving to let the hard thing go right. and not actually deal with it. When in reality, you are raging against, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing violence to your spouse. And I mean that not again, not literally, but you are actually hurting them by allow, allowing a sinful thing to make, you're enabling sin. Mm. And so to love them means to fight with them, to mm -hmm. fight for them. And again, you don't have to come into it saying, all right, we're going to fight. We're going to argue. It's, it's no, it's, we're going to talk through this hard thing. And if mm. that turns into a conflict, then I will push through yeah, to the other side. Yeah, committed to, to working committed through to, this. Yeah, and not just coexisting, but actually co-thriving right. with you and growing with you. So and that's quickly. A, oh, okay. Go ahead. I, I want to hear That's a lie, I think, in, in when we step into marriage sometimes. Mm. Um, you know, the first couple of years of our marriage is just like, well, you know, it's going to be fun and awesome. And yes, it'll be hard, but, you know, it'll be... <laughs> it'll, it'll be, be hard in a, an attractive way. Right. It'll be... <laughs> we'll be able to get through it and we'll just love each other so much. But then when it really is hard... And you really want to give up. And you really want to give up. Yeah. And you think giving up is the way to go. Uh, you, yeah. You, you realize that if you push through and, you know, you, you work for that reconciliation that it is so much richer on the other side. And that's what keeps... Mm. I think that's one of the reasons... One of the reasons why God created marriage was that it just... You get through the hardship, but there's this like deep <laughs> yeah. goodness on the other side, that's right? What, whenever we fight, that's what I say to you. I say, all right, I'm going to fight for you, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just let you say all the stuff. And yes. then I say, great, done. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm nodding to our intro of our <laughs> podcast. But Okay, so what do we mean by fight? And I just want to be clear because words matter, right? Yes. So when I say fight, we're not just talking about, oh, I'm bickering at you because you left your feet on your, your clothes on the floor or you left dishes on the counter when the sink is right there two inches away. Uh, that's He's speaking from experience. <laughs> you do that all the time. All the time, yes. You actually do do that. Let's <laughs> make... Okay, You're not the Miss dishes. Perfect over here. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got, you got mad at me yesterday for yeah, leaving but clothes played, on the floor. I played basketball so I can throw my clothes from anywhere across the room into... <laughs> I can too because it's in the corner the and laundry. I just throw it hard enough. It always ends up in the corner. <laughs> exactly. It's all strategic. <laughs> There's no finesse whatsoever. I just muscle it over there. <laughs> so we, we're not talking about those kind of surface level conflicts. Those do have... There are different strategies for making sure that you're being healthy through that because if you don't work through those types of little nitpicky things, it ends up being disrespectful, unloving to each other, right. and lazy... Maybe Maybe there's a root somewhere that is right. that we're talking about. I think we're talking right. about more about the roots of things right. that are. So arguments of significance is mm -hmm. what I would say in, in the sense it's not just bickering, but arguments that have that are more relationally and mm -hmm. emotionally driven that maybe carry along with them. Like you said, a root or a lot of some sort of baggage, some deep hurt that mm -hmm. is more than just I'm irritated with you. You know, people always say like, well, marriage is hilarious because he wants to squeeze the toothpaste, you know, and she wants to roll it up from the bottom or like. The toilet paper goes this way. Nope, it actually goes like that. That stuff's fine. Whatever, that's fine. But we're ta we're talking about stuff that's much more like at the uh, heart level. At the heart level, yeah. So, uh, and obviously, we're not talking physical fighting. I just want to be really clear about that. There shouldn't be any violence <laughs> happening in marriage, right. aside from like y you know, you and I just you you you'll punch me in the arm, and that's this is I a cry for help punch right you now. In the arm. Uh, <laughs> I you, used to. If I can, if I'm super s smart that day. <laughs> if you're feeling your oats. If I'm feeling my oats. They're my oats. <laughs> I do what I want. Uh, then, I mean, that's all fine. But really we're talking about arguments of substance. So just to be clear. And so this, this idea of fight me, okay, to recap, is a call to engage in the battle, right? So we have... We have a few friends. Actually, we interviewed um, one of them. He's going to be uh, actually uh, our friend John Lovell. He was a ranger. We interviewed him. He talked about you know what is what uh, what's uh, level of violence is appropriate, right? Uh, we talked about not in the marriage, but like in terms of defending your family, mm -hmm. right? So he does the Warrior Poet Society. Check out that episode. It came out a few months ago. Really good stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, so he's a ranger. We also interviewed uh, our our good friends, good friends Stephen and Brooke Elliott. They're they're going to be on the podcast in the coming weeks. Because he's got an incredible story, uh, but I've talked to these guys enough to know. And I, I was never he was in the also army. A ranger. He was also a ranger. I talked to these guys enough to know about ambushes, mm -hmm. right? And they say, and anybody who's ever you know kind of been in the military or worked around the military will know this. But when you get ambushed, like if you're in enemy, enemy territory and you get ambushed, you know you're in a canyon and you've got guns, you know people firing down on you. The enemy is is 
you know, closing in on you, you don't stop and fight. You push mm-hmm. through, you push through the canyon, you get through the other side of the ambush. So you can then what? You can regroup, you can get behind cover, and you mm-hmm. can actually fight and engage the enemy from that side of it. But you never, ever stop. Even if they're in front of you, you don't stop. You, you plow through it mm-hmm. to get to the other side. And so because you don't know where they're at behind you, if you, if you see them in front of you, there's a good chance they're already around you. Right. And so that's, that's kind of what this is. It's, just a, it's a call to press through the ambush, right? So the enemy, quote unquote, in Christian terms, mm-hmm. obviously is, the, you know, Satan is the devil, is the sin in our lives, this, uh, this, these outside influences that, you know, we don't want to give the devil too much power, but we, want, we don't want to ignore him too much. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's, a, there's a middle ground there. Knowing that there is an active attack happening against our marriage in our lives through our sin nature, mm-hmm. through the enemy himself, knowing that, that there's, there are these attacks and he seeks to um, kill and destroy us and mm-hmm. to, to, dis, to, to break our unity. So understanding that we are in this together you and I are going to fight through this ambush until we get to the other side. So then what? We can regroup in unity and actually deal with the issue retros- retrospectively, mm. right? So whether that's an emotional, you know, kind of blow up, you say, I'm not giving up on you. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to run out the door. Mm. I'm not going to pretend this didn't happen, but we're going to address this like adults. We're going to get counseling if we need it. We're going to get pastoral help if mm-hmm. we need it. And we're, we're going to push through. Yeah. We're going to push through the other side. So then we can look back and say, okay, let's deal with this you know, uh, family of history, family of origin issue, or let's deal with this addiction or let's deal with this sin or this lapse of judgment or this, this area that we aren't unified in. Maybe we have our our core theology is off. We don't realize it. Let's deal with that together from a place of strength where we've been able to regroup and actually fire on the enemy position now from a place of safety. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's kind of the visual that I want to go with on this. Uh, I think couples can fall into the trap of the opposite, like we said, Mm -hmm. right? Where you can just kind of uh, be complacent, mm-hmm. enabling, apathy. Uh, you can get distracted. It's so easy just to say, okay, whatever. I'm just going to put my headphones in and I'm going to watch mm-hmm. something on my phone. Or I'm just going to go to the gym and ignore this. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. And then I'm going to get back and you're going to be asleep. And I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to let the sun go down on our anger, like literally and figuratively. We're going to sweep it under the car- under the rug. Just continue to not deal with mm-hmm. it. Right, right. And that is the opposite of, that's, that's actually hunkering down in the middle of the ambush and letting the enemy just continue firing pot mm. shots from a higher position mm. from all around. And what's that going to end in? Death, mm-hmm. destruction, ruin. And you're not going to win the battle. You're going to lose the battle. And so the point we're trying to make is the opposite. So let's push through that. So uh, this is the where I would say if you feel like you have to walk away and cool off, do so, but return, but come mm-hmm. back. I've done mm-hmm. that a few times where we're just shouting and fighting. It's not productive. I want to say mean, hurtful things. Mm-hmm. You say mean, hurtful things. <laughs> he says them too. No, I don't. I said, you're Whatever. just a, you're just a cotton headed ninny muggins. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I did that a few times, a few, um, I don't know, probably six or seven months ago left, or it was actually probably about a year ago left for about two hours and came back and I walked through the door and I was like, listen, I love you. We were fighting. Can we just be done fighting? Cause I love you. <laughs> Whatever it was, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, so there's some value in cooling off and walking away when the time is right. See, my strategy works. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is you don't I'm go and cool off. The point is you don't go and cool off right. and then just let it right. die. Right. You got to return and reconcile. Return it. I think it's interesting your ambush analogy really quickly because I think when we're in the middle of the ambush, we want to hunker down and we want to distract. Like there's those desires in us that said, if I just, if I can just pretend not, it's not happening, pretend it's not happening no. and not deal with it or deal with it in a way that just gets it out of my life, right. then I'll get back to like life and the things that I want when really the irony of it all is that when you are hunkered down doing the things that you want, trying to get the results you want, you don't get what you want. <laughs> like yeah. you get the death, you get the, you know, when you're sitting in that point of like p- potential divorce, right? You're like, man, if this could just be over and all of this, I, it, I could get on, I could be happy. I could look for oh, someone man. else. And the enemy's like, yeah, stay in that kind of thought, stay in this ambush. Well, yeah, and, the, get... <laughs> and I feel like yeah. I don't want to put words in God's mouth, but I feel like the covenant and commitment we make to each other is no, we're going to press through this. It's going to be hard. We're going to face some fire. But if we continue through, excuse me, if we continue through, 
what we really are desiring is on the other side. Like the God has put desires in our hearts for each other for, I mean, why would you look for someone else? Because you're wanting some intimacy, right? You're wanting to oh, connect with someone else. Right. It's, it's a, a lie. It's a you're lie. Gonna this, you're going to have this argument free next. Right. Thing. But the yeah. Lord is saying, push through together and you will have this with each other, which I think is even more rich. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, that's so true. The lie is that, like you said, you just like, you, you just like, it's almost like I picture somebody in the middle of an ambush, you're sitting down next to the Hummer or whatever the military vehicle is. Mm-hmm. And you've like, you've, you've gotten on the floor of the Hummer and you've, you're closing your ears, you're covering them, closing your eyes, la la la, like yeah. ignoring it. Like Denying it's not happening. It or, it's not happening. Yeah. And what's hap- what is happening is they're just, they're getting ready to fire a yeah, rocket at you. It's a matter of time. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time. And you're, and you're absolutely right that the temptation in that moment, that the, the enemy will say, oh, it just, just you deserve better. He's not doing, or she's not giving you what you deserve. Right. You deserve better. Hey, just you know what? This marriage is trash. Right. Throw it out. And the next there's one, another, will be there's another. Okay. There's a better one looking. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's a lie. Such that a lie a from lie. the enemy. So uh, just some more kind of uh, exhortations, if you will. So if you if you need to to leave and clear your mind, like we said, do so, but reengage. If you need, don't cower away from hard mm. talks. Like we like we said, so many times we we know there's an elephant in the room. Hey, you are this behavior is leading to destruction. You're yeah. drinking too much. You're playing video games too much. You're neglecting our children. You're neglecting me. It's a lot me. that goes with that too. It's a right. lot of, So yeah. don't enable that sin, but, but speak truth in love, get help if you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but also don't avoid bringing up those un- uncomfortable truths, uh, but press through that, that ambush. Right. Mm. So there's a lot of ways to approach this, but um, I think what we're trying to say is that there is a time when it's appropriate to fight. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our key bullets here is that just recognize that there's a time to fight. Mm-hmm. There's a time to fight for that your Ecclesiastes. life, to fight for your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a time for peace, a time for war, <laughs> right? Uh, there's a time to fight. I think we looked up, it was first, first Timothy six eleven through 12. Okay. I love this verse. It says, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, and this is the key key verse here. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession uh, in the presence of so many witnesses. So the point we're trying to make is there's a nature to fighting and pursuing. So it's like, obviously, this is not talking about a husband and wife arguing over, right. you know, certain issues. It's talking It's talking about something different. But the nature of the pursuing righteousness and fighting the good fight of faith, meaning that take hold of that which is important, which is good. This is how we're supposed to fight. And there's a cross-reference there, too. Right? Do you want to read this verse, Selena? It's 1 Corinthians well, 9. Well, yeah, I just want to stay in this yeah, verse sorry. real quick, First Timothy 6.11. Um, because I know that it's not saying specifically husband and wife. But I think everything that we find in our lives is a battle, right? There's this constant, again, flesh versus the spirit battle. And mm. and I think Paul, Timothy, sorry. I, is this Paul writing to Timothy? My mind is very <laughs> blank right now. It's Timothy, right? Yeah, I think he's Paul writing to Timothy, okay. yeah. Sorry, friends. Thank you for bearing no, with me. Okay. But the the call to fight the good fight, take hold of the eternal life. This is what I was saying, I think, at the beginning of the of the episode was that there's an eternal perspective that will help us uh, fight well and fight mm-hmm. right, rightly, right? We're, yeah. we're not just, again, there's this neat, you're talking about this nature to fighting. And when he's saying t- fight the good fight of faith, like that means fight the good fight of faith, like in your marriage, in your life. So what does your life include? Your marriage, your kids, right? Right. Your, your neighbors, it, it includes everything. So it's, it's not using the words husband and wife, but it very much applies to the marriage relationship Hmm, of fighting the good fight of faith, taking hold of the eternal life. So we've been given life in Christ and eternity with him. We have this hope. So that should affect and change how we fight, how we think about fighting, how we approach fighting. Um, and what's the nature of our heart in those moments when we're fighting? Oh, man. Okay, so continue pausing. I love that you said that because we're, we're not trying to read into the text, this stuff. We're trying to say, okay, here's what the text is saying. Here's mm-hmm. how it can apply wisely to a marital fight, mm. right? And, and by, by looking at the nature of fighting. So Paul is saying basically fight, flee certain types of doctrine mm. in the name of pursuing righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of your faith. So here's an example We've heard recently, in fact, 
of pastors giving horrible advice Mm -hmm. to married couples saying, hey, you know what? You guys actually aren't that unified. Maybe your marriage isn't real. Maybe you should get a divorce. And come on, that is terrible teaching. Mm -hmm. That's that pastor needs to be placed under church discipline. (laughs) He needs to be figured out, right? That's not okay. In First Timothy chapter 6, above this verse, it says, teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands mm-hmm. nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels without words, which produce envy, dissension, slander, suspicion, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind. It goes on and on and on. The point is that he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing, meaning that we tend to think that our ways are better, mm. right? And Paul is saying to Timothy, fight the good fight, fight for righteousness, for fight for truth. Right. Yeah. And the truth in your marriage is this. It's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Covenantal marriage is not something to be, ever be discarded. God's not discarding it. Mm-hmm. God is sovereign. God is good. So fight for that. And that's what we, that, that's, that's the verse we're going to kind of stake our claim in mm-hmm. for this is that it's worth fighting for. But here's the really cool thing. There's a cross reference here. It goes over to 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 through mm-hmm. 27. Selena, why don't you read these for us? I love this cross-reference. It says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, <laughs> but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So the cross-reference happened here um, around this word fight and the similarities it has with the verb of running, right? So Mm. fighting versus running, basically do the action that you are doing as if you are to win an eternal prize, Mm. right? So it's not just, and I love that he said, uh, I do not box as one beating the air. What is, what is that? When we fight aimlessly, okay, we beat the air. So the other tendency is to fight aimlessly with each other, meaning that I'm not backing down from this fight, but I'm also fighting aimlessly, meaning that I'm just trying to win for winning's sake. I just want to say it so that I can get it off my chest, right? right? So I can feel like I am right. Well, and I think, you know, you're you're hitting that point really well because beating the air, right? What does that look like? It's kind of letting our emotions run wild without control Mm. when we're fighting. It's, you know, and Mm. when we do that, we really risk putting our hope in something or someone else other than Christ. Like when I start calling my husband names or demeaning and disrespecting Mm. him, then I'm no longer, you know, putting my hope in the fact that Jesus might be working in his heart. I've moved from a place of trusting God to a place of I'm trying to control my husband, right? I'm Mm. trying to train him. I'm trying to, if I just say all these things and I'm going to rant and let him know, you know, I'm going to, let him know how I feel and that'll show him, you know, kind of right. thing. You're really kind of stepping into some, some fresh, some not good territory, I guess. So, I mean, so I think you're right. I think there's validity to maybe if you feel like you're not being able to express yourself, but there's a valid way and a healthy mm. way to express yourself. And right. it's not in that moment. At that moment, you're raging right. and you're, you're beating the air, so to speak. And you're, you're, you're a wild woman or a wild man and you're just trying to, like you're not actually working towards something. So a lot of times you'll throw out words like, and that's where the aimlessness comes in. So you'll throw out words like, oh, let's just, fine, we'll just get a divorce. You're never going to figure it out. Like you'll mm. never change. You're, you're, you're beating the air. Right. Divorce, that's an aimless, that's an, that is an aimless thing to say. You're not actually saying that and thinking about all that God has said, all he's instructed us. You're not actually thinking through the ramifications of what all the destruction that will cause. Mm. Like divorce is one of the ugliest things. And anybody who's been divorced will say that. And anybody who's been remarried will say that their second marriage had just as many problems as their first marriage. And people that get married for the second time. um, And again, I know we have a lot of listeners that are in that space. So I don't mean to cast shame or anything like that. But I'm saying that there are the, the divorce rates statistically are higher for the second marriage as well, because then there's this tendency to basically Mm. take that easy way out when in reality, God's word tells us to stick it out for a reason. There's a lot of nuances there. There's all this kind of stuff, but I just want to put that out there. Right. Right. So, so anyway, we're not fighting aimlessly. And again, to bring it back, not just saying threatening divorce, but now we're just using words to hurt as opposed for words for reconciliation, Mm. or we're just using tones 
to set each other off and not to soothe the situation. Mm. What is it? The proverb that says uh, an apple, like a golden apple and an inlet of silver, right? Is like a beautiful word or a, mm. be- uh, a well a fitly spoken word mm. is like an apple and a setting of silver is what he's saying. Nice. Or golden apples and setting of silver. <laughs> so that's what the, the, if you look at the Greek and all that, that's, it's talking about the, the, the fitly aspect of a spoken word is yeah. that it's spoken in love and it's presented in a way that is disarming and mm. in a way that is helpful. Is that right? easy when you're feeling fiery? Nope. <laughs> but that's <laughs> yeah. where we can continually exercise self-control, continually asking mm. the Holy Spirit to refine us in these in these areas and i think that's why we get so many opportunities right that's why we get all these opportunities to fight well because Mm. we don't just do it once and we're good right we are we have that sin tendency and so god is so good to allow us to face trials Mm. again and again and again so that we can become stronger we can become more confident in the ways that god has has instructed us to live and to to fight for each other. And I would contend, and I think data does support this. We talked about this a few episodes back. I can't remember what the name of the episode was, uh, but I want to say it was like five episodes ago. We talked about how if a couple can fight well, mm. statistically, people there's uh, that's one of the main predictors of a couple who can be healthy throughout the life, their own life and throughout the life of their marriage and have really a lifelong marriage right. is if they can just fight well right. and they can come to resolution and they can respect each other enough to not be dismissive of each other, to not to be, not to just walk away or run away from a right. hard conversation. Right. So I would say that this is one of the most pivotal things for a couple to learn mm-hmm. is this, the art of fight me. Right. <laughs> like, right. I will fight you. You will fight me. And we'll, 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 and we're, again, we're talking about ground rules in just a second, but, uh, let, let's talk about this. What, so why, what are we fighting for exactly? And this might be obvious, but I want to make it more obvious. I think it's good to articulate and it's good <laughs> yeah. to paint that picture because when you're in the middle of the fight, sometimes it's hard to remember that picture, mm-hmm. right? Of what we're fighting for. We just see what we want and what we want may not be what we're supposed to be wanting and yeah. fighting for. Yeah. So we're fighting clearly for a covenant, but even within the covenant of our marriage and glorifying God in that, Lou oh, there she is. Lou wants to say hi. Sweetheart. She's say hi, Lou. Bringing her up to the microphone. Say hi, Lou. Oh, she is so wonderful. The cutest. Oh, she says, I'm not, you didn't talk to my agent. Don't put me on. The... Don't put me on. I didn't sign anything. Yeah. <laughs> sign We're going to get sued by our own daughter. Um, yeah, so we're fighting for unity. We're fighting for a covenant, but the the big core idea is that we're fighting for unity. So thinking of your spouse, now this is this might be a little bit of a different way to look at it, okay? Your spouse is not just your spouse. Yes, that's part of it. But I said this a while back, but you're you're God's daughter first, my wife second. Mm. So if you're God's daughter first and I'm God's son first in Christ, then that makes us like co-disciples. Even brother and sister in Christ, mm. meaning that I'm accountable to God for how I love you. Okay, you're also my spouse. So think. So our unity is is it's almost well, not almost. It is actually in line with unity of the church, right? Because you're my sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. So I need to fight for you, just like I need to fight for unity with brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. To more so because you're my spouse, and honestly, like it'll affect me so much more <laughs> if I fight for you versus if I fight for a brother in Christ, right? right? So we're fighting for that unity and seeing each other as in that capacity. I think really helps us do that. So right, and in our in our book, Fierce Marriage, uh, we talk about four ground rules for for fighting, and we're gonna just kind of bring those up very briefly and kind of walk through them because I think it really just paints the picture of again what we're fighting for why and how we should fight and why we should fight that way. So the first ground rule to talk about here is reconciliation is always the goal. I think you hear that a lot on this podcast and we want to just continue to raise that banner (laughs) because everything else in the world would say, just walk away. Like even our own flesh, right? We're not good at this. This feels hard. I don't like it. Walk away. Uh, reconciliation calls us to stay committed and to stay fighting. And a good question to kind of ask yourself when you're engaging in a fight is what's the end goal here? You know, when you're, I know that the end goal when I say hurtful things is not to like reconcile, (laughs) it's to hurt you. To feel better. (laughs) And because I hurt, right. I'm frustrated with you. So I'm going to take it out on you. We definitely don't have this nailed, you know, but it sure helps me to engage well in in a fight or disagreement Mm. when I know that my heart is trying to get, to a place of reconciliation, not just to, you know, burn some steam off through yelling mm. at you. But when I'm like, 
I can truly say, I don't understand and I feel this way. Can you please help me? Like bring clarity to this because this is super frustrating and I don't, I don't know. So again, there, I could probably be more tactful, <laughs> but sometimes it's just realizing, okay, why am I fighting? Is it just because mm. I'm, I'm mad? Why am I mad? Like dig into the whys, right? But know that reconciliation is, is the goal. If that's not your goal, then you need to question why you're fighting and how you're fighting. Right. And where we got that, where we got that objective from and that ground rule from is by looking at the nature of conflict in the, in the church, in the, mm-hmm. in the New Testament, in the early church. And anytime they talk about conflict or um, dealing with sin, it's always with the end goal of reconciliation in right. mind. So right. when we have a conflict, our goal is the same. It's not just to feel better. It's not just to be right. It's not just to feel justified right. or to win the argument. It's to be reconciled to you. A lot right. of times I remind you, and we'll, we'll start, you, you kind of know in your marriage, like when ten, it's starting to get tense, you're starting to kind of get <laughs> on each other's nerves. It starts to escalate, kind of one-up each other, and pretty soon you're in a full-blown fight, Yeah. right? And, and sometimes if, I'm, if I have my wits about me, I can see that coming, and I can remind myself, I'm on Selena's team. I want her flourishing. I want her best. I don't just want my own. I want hers as well. <laughs> And I remind you, Selena, we're on the same team. We're Ooh, not against each other. I don't like other. hearing that all the time. <laughs> we're not against each other. We are, we are, I'm with you. Right. And I love you. And I want, I want your best. And I want, like, I get that you feel this way. I want to help soothe that. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not perfect. So help me help you. Help me <laughs> help, help you. you. <laughs> and that, if we yeah. look in God's word, we see Jesus, right? He's our complete yes. example of reconciliation through his birth, his life, his death and resurrection. Like we have mm. been reconciled back to the living God because mm. of Christ, because of his sacrifice, because of his humility, because of his love for us. And mm. there is not a more perfect example and that's exactly how we're going to tie it into the Christmas season. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> because what did God do? You know, what did what did God do when he made, when he became flesh? He was basically saying, "Fight me." Mm. Like I'm going to fight for these people. I'm going to go to the cross. Mm. I'm going to do what it takes to pay the price for the sin because I want to get to the other side of it and that's reconciliation mm. with my people. And we have that example. Yeah, we as the church in the 21st century, well, almost yeah, 20 21st century now, we we have the we have the luxury and the honor of looking back at, at the, the the life of the Jewish nation, mm. God's Jewish people, uh, God's people into the New Testament. We can see the early church. We can see all that. We can see it all in retrospect, and now we can we can live in light of it, mm-hmm. right? What a gift that is to know and to have His example and the Holy Spirit indwelling us mm. to help us live in these ways. So we just have to take that off the shelf and right. say reconciliation is the goal mm-hmm. fighting is not bad in itself there there is good fighting and bad fighting mm-hmm. and we're talking about fighting good fights right and through all of these things through all of these ground rules you know we got to remember our covenant that we made mm. you know we said these words we made this covenant and even though we may feel distant emotionally or spiritually at times or physically like this is what we're fighting for this is the reason we've made a covenant we've made a commitment to each other and we got to trust that God's going to help us. He's going to meet us there. And he has given us mm. wisdom and instruction on how to deal with discord mm. and deal with conflict within our marriage and within uh, just the relationships around us. Yeah. So the first ground rule, again, is reconciliation is always the goal. The second ground rule is repentance and forgiveness are non-negotiables. All right, Luke seventeen three through 4. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, mm. I repent, what, what? You must forgive him. <laughs> so repentance and forgiveness are truly non-negotiable. So if you're wrong, the Holy Spirit will let you know. Right. And you need to repent. Mm-hmm. Okay. And your pride will keep you from repenting. Anger will keep you from repenting. You need to repent. Right. And that's a loving thing to call your spouse into repentance. Now, you can't just, if you're in the middle of a fight and you just say, you know what? Repent. Yeah. All right. There's some tact that needs to be implemented there because you have a way of pressing each other's big red <laughs> buttons and that just comes across as self righteous. There's wisdom. But the, the call to repentance is one to yourself, not mm. to each other. All right. Call yourself to repentance. Call yourself to forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Don't 
don't uh, stand on your soapbox and say, you repent, you need to forgive. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Let right. the Holy Spirit do that. You be the spouse. Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let let him change hearts. You just worry about your own heart and how he's changing your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so re- rebuke, right? That comes from a Greek word of, uh, what is it, epitomeo, mm-hmm. right? Admonish or warn to prevent something from going wrong. Mm-hmm. So a rebuke, as Luke talks about in Luke 17, is a loving admonishment saying, listen, you're heading for a cliff. I don't want to see you go off it. I want to call you to a place of life. I'm telling you, steer clear of that cliff. You're going to, you're, you're heading for death. Mm -hmm. So that's what rebuke means. And repentance is a, is a humble response to that, recognizing that, uh, that you're being called lovingly into Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. And you know, (laughs) it's marriage, life in general, but marriage especially is just kind of this cycle of rebuke, repent, forgive, repeat, you know, and <laughs> yeah. rebuking ourselves and then maybe rebuking each other. I feel like you and I don't really rebuke each other. I feel like we already are. God's I did the other day. I don't remember that, but I was. You rebuked uh, me? Well, I, I didn't use that I'm word. I'm going to rebuke you now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Fight, 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 fight me. me. Here we go. Uh, no, I was, I can't remember what it was, so I can't say it. I, I can't remember, but it was important. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but we do repent each other. I'm not saying we don't ever rebuke each other. I think that we do lovingly rebuke right. each other. It's never a big, th- it's not, it's, it's usually around, we know it, but we don't like say the word rebuke. It's really a, you know, I feel like you're doing this and this could lead to something, or I feel like this is the right. motivation behind something you're doing and it's, it's fear or it's sin based and it's not going to lead us where we yeah. all want to go. Right. And I mean, so to be honest, it's usually around something that we're discontented yeah. about and it's causing discord in our, and we're Absolutely. not content in God. We're not content in what he's already provided for right, us, whether right. it's relationships or, you know, anything. Right. And so and usually then, we'll call each other out of that and say, listen, you're headed toward right. a, an ugly place. Let me call you out of that and remind you how, how God is, been so good in Christ right. and how he's been so good and undeservingly ble- he's blessed us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's the second one is, so again, recap first one, reconciliation is always the goal. Number two, repentance and forgiveness are non-negotiables. Uh, number three is anger is natural, but never an excuse for sin. Mm. Okay. So we talked to our kids just, just this morning, I was talking to Della, our oldest, and she was getting angry at her younger She's sister. Six. She's six. She was angry, and I said, "Listen, it's okay to be angry. It's okay. You just you, you came out sideways. We got to work on how mm. you express it. You can say how you feel without shouting, or without slamming doors, or without stomping off, or without being mean." It's funny how those kids pick up on uh, <laughs> where adult did they learn behavior. That? Where did they learn that? Modeled Not for them. Us. Yeah, they do pick yeah. up their little, their gross I little feel mirrors. Like, yes. <laughs> The gross, snotty little mirrors <laughs> shining back our yep. own sinfulness at us. Yes, the Lord yes. is like, you want to fix that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, man. Oh, the conviction. Pray for their hearts. I pray for their hearts and pray for my heart. <laughs> <laughs> the conviction is real. So real. All right, Ephesians four twenty six. I'm uh, going to read this one. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I need to. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. So the encouragement here real quick is don't don't get hung up on, on the sun going down on your anger. We've talked about this a lot in different episodes. It's not just the twenty four hour like sun go down. It's it's not letting it's not letting anger and bitterness reside in your heart for a long period it's a of time. Anger. Yes. He's talking about an anger that's that's uh that's festering. Right. In a deep like angering, like I'm gonna get revenge on you sort of way. Right, because it's when it's lingering in there, you're giving the enemy a foothold. Mm-hmm. So it's saying, don't don't be angry. Don't let this anger continue. Remember, you know, the anger that Paul's talking about is the one that leads to actions that are contrary to love, right? In First Corinthians thirteen, we like love is patient and kind. Anger is mean. You right. know, love does not boast, but anger makes others feel small. Love is yeah, is selfless, good. and anger is selfish. You know, love soothes. Anger increases pain. Love sees into eternity, and anger cannot see past its own nose. Ooh. You know, you wrote that. That was good word, babe. Oh, that's good. good. Word. <laughs> it's good. We need to reread some of this stuff. No, we are. We are like Selena said earlier. We are recapping from our book. Uh, it's just simply called Fierce Marriage. That's page two hundred one. That's in like chapter nine, right? Mm-hmm. So if you haven't read that and you're looking for something to help you grow, uh, that might help you grow. It so, helps me grow right there. Yeah. So being yeah, asking yourself, you know, what's going on in the heart of my spouse causing this frustration. 
And when he's talking about being slow to speak, you know, this really is a call to be intentional and thoughtful about our words. It's not this call to be silent and play the silent game or give him the silent treatment, right? It's yeah. it's really, okay, what am I about to say and what's the what's the recourse and things that's going to happen? What is the outcome of this uh, word or words mm. that I'm about to say? Because I feel like I want to say these things, but I know that I probably shouldn't say these or shouldn't say them like this. Yeah. Um, and fast angry words i like this quote that you wrote fast angry words damage trust and exploit the relationship for selfish gain you're so smart good <laughs> job writing, writing that. that good job Sixty thousand uh, words it's hard to remember everything you wrote yeah it is especially when we're like 150,000 words later since we wrote this book <laughs> but yeah that's that's um so that's that's ground rule number three anger is natural but never an excuse for sin specifically in your anger do not sin there's mm-hmm. a way to be angry that's right. that is i think productive Right. So, uh, ground rule number four, prioritize listening and patience real quick. Notice how all four of these ground rules are, they're not me. It's not us pointing the finger at each other, mm. but it's me pointing the finger at myself. It's you pointing a finger at yourself. You're accountable for prioritizing it's reconciliation. It's you pointing my finger at myself. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just, just bend it the other way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's, it's I'm responsible for my own heart and keeping reconciliation at the top of mind. I'm responsible for my own repentance, my own forgiveness of you, my own forgiveness of others. I'm responsible for uh, how I handle anger. And the fourth one is I'm responsible for how I prioritize mm. listening and patience. James 1. Everybody knows this verse. James 1, 19 and 20. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of mm. God. I repeat, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. I can't be angry at you and expect that to produce righteousness in you. Mm. My, my man-fueled <clears throat> anger will not produce righteousness in you. Who, what produces righteousness? Who produces righteousness? Mm. The Holy Spirit mm-hmm. at work in your heart. And as your spouse be loving you in that, encouraging you in your in your walk with God, mm-hmm. in your response to the Holy Spirit, and and being eager to understand where you're coming from, and loving you well, patiently, mm. gently, loving you, and letting God do His work. So mm. we're prioritizing listening, prioritizing patience. Uh, James said it multiple times in this passage: "Let everyone be quick to hear and slow mm. to speak." That's the same thing. Quick to hear and slow to speak is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like be eager to hear and be slow to offer opinions. We do the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. I'm very quick to speak and very slow to listen. Like we even do it with our daughters. Be like, nope, not listening. <laughs> I've said it four times, not listening. <laughs> it's a little different in that case, but, but still, <laughs> they feel shut down when we don't listen to them. Right. And we do the same thing to our spouses uh, is that I don't, you know, I'm so quick to offer my yeah. my you know assessment of how this situation should be rightened <laughs> and fixed as opposed to just listening to your heart and not hearing just your words we right. talk about that listening between the lines but actually hearing your heart mm-hmm. between the words the subtext of what you're saying and then loving you uh in that so um i think all that stuff's kind of self-evident at this point the sure. from the james passage but right. um so so all in all we'll recap these in just a second but all in all this call to quote unquote to fight me is a call from one spouse to another to engage in the hard things in order to push through to the other side, achieving deeper oneness and unity that is God-honoring, family-strengthening, that's huge, mm. and relationally sustaining. Mm. So push through the ambush. Fight me. Mm. Fight each other. Don't disengage from the fight. Don't let apathy win. Fight for the covenant that God has given you. Fight for each other. And that is oftentimes the most loving thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Something tangible, if you guys want to do it, is uh, check out our podcast episode. I believe it's called Fight Naked. Mm. That's a good one. Just it's go check it one. out. Just go check it out. <laughs> it kind of goes along with this episode. It actually very much goes along with this episode. Um, yeah. But it's something you guys can talk about as well. It's and kind the, of a fun one. Yeah. Here's And so that's the conversation challenge. I'll, 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 um, I'll amend that with this. Think through to yourself, okay? These four ground rules, mm. reconciliation is the goal, number one. Number two, repentance and forgiveness are non-negotiables. Number three, anger is natural but not an excuse to sin. And number four, prioritizing listening and patience. Think through those, internal, internalize that. Mm. How have you done in those four areas? And then present those same questions to your spouse. Give them a moment to internalize it mm-hmm. and then talk mm-hmm. and figure out, okay, how can we grow? How can we... And, and if you spoke, and you just focus on one thing, focus on the first one. Is reconciliation mm. your ultimate goal? 
if you get that right, I feel like the other things kind of fall into place. Mm-hmm. But reconciliation has to be the primary goal. So with that said, yeah. um, if you are, uh, I just want to put a little plug in here. If you're looking for a good way to start out next year, we have two pairs of devotionals. We mentioned Fierce Marriage, the book. We also have two pairs of devotionals, depending on what you want to focus on. Um, one of them is called the 31 Day Pursuit Challenge. It's a 31 day it's a pair of books, his you know, wife in pursuit and husband in pursuit. You can find them at 31daypursuit.com or on Amazon or whatever. And those are basically, there's a challenge each day for how to pursue your spouse in light of how Christ has pursued you, right? We love because he first loved us. That's the whole premise for that book. Um, if you're looking for creative ways to love each other, it's a fun way to start the year. We did it a couple of years ago. We ended like the 31st day is the grand finale. We did a shark dive in our local, <laughs> there's an aquarium nearby. We paid him a bunch of money and they let us, it was, it's, it's a program. So it wasn't like, it was an exception. Just jumped into a shark's. And they let us put on the tanks and stuff, and we got in and, and got to dive with the sharks. It was phenomenal, but that was the crescendo of our pursuit of each other mm. in, for that moment. Um, so if that sounds compelling, go to 31daypursuit.com. Um, there's this, always a sale going on. And then the other one is if, if you feel like you want to grow deeper in your prayer life and you're, and you're trusting God to work in each other's hearts, we have another pair of devotionals called um, the 40-Day Prayer Journey. Right, and that's just fortyprayers.com. It's a shortcut to take you there, but it's just forty simple prayers. It takes about two minutes a day. You can read through the prayer, praying for your spouse's heart. A lot of couples enjoy these because they don't know what to do. They they feel like they have they're losing um, they're losing a grip on their marriage, they're losing a grip on their spouse's heart. Well, you know what? You need to go to God. You need to pray, and we hopefully these books can help you to that end. Just go to fortyprayers.com. And uh, and check those out. Again, it's two books. There's 40 prayers for my wife, 40 prayers for my husband. And there's space in there to write your own prayers. And it just it ends up being a kind of a study on prayer itself while you're also contending for the heart of your spouse. So, yeah, how's that? I, I plugged those books. That wasn't planned. It's but... a good plug. Good plug. Okay. Anyway, uh, it is officially Christmas Eve when this episode comes out. So Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. If it's not Christmas Eve, then not Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're listening later, which is likely. <laughs> and very uh... okay. <laughs> All right, Selena, you continue to impress me. Selena, by the way, she's sitting here holding a baby, soothing a child, nursing a child, loving our baby while we're talking on the podcast. So, and she's still saying brilliant things. So you're awesome. I'm very proud <laughs> of you and is, thankful for you. God is good because there's not much energy left in this body and brain. It's all the, the hall of the Lord. <laughs> Just well, <laughs> Since you're so brilliant and awesome, can you close us in prayer? <laughs> can you do one more thing? <laughs> yes. I guess I can pray. It's Gosh. fine. I love talking to the Lord. Thank oh, you. Of course you do. You're so spiritual. <laughs> No, God, thank you so much for this life that you've given us. You are so powerful and wonderful and good. And in the midst of our trials, in the midst of uh, the struggles that we face, uh, you are so good to instruct us. You're so good to counsel us, Holy Spirit. Help us, God, in our anger. Help us to fight for the right things, for the right reasons, God. Mm. Help us to fight for each other, for our marriage, for the unity that you've brought us into uh, thank yeah. you that you are constantly, constantly shedding light on how, where to step, how to live, yeah. what to say. God, help us to continually be intentional. We love you, Lord, and we pray that this episode is a blessing to all who are listening. Yeah. In your name, amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is... In the can. As usual, we will see you in about seven days with a full episode. Otherwise, you may see a Q&A episode come out in about two or three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully we'll see you there. But uh, either way, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com. Or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.